0: There are different bacteria that are unique to our skin, and there are different bacteria that are unique to our gut. And the gut has far more bacteria than the skin. But it's important not to neglect the skin microbiome because there are three times as many bacteria on our skin than there are skin cells.
1: If you want to live like you matter, ditch the pills, look great, and feel freaking amazing, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Wendy Trubo.
2: I'm Dr. Ed Levitan. Welcome to the Five Journeys Podcast
1: where we empower you to live a vibrant and healthy life by optimizing your structural, chemical, emotional, social, and spiritual lives.
2: Hang on to your hats.
1: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Five Journeys podcast, Live Like You Matter. I'm Dr. Wendy Trubo. This is Dr. Ed Levitan. And our guest today is Dr. Yog Verma. He is the co-founder and CEO of Phyla and has over 10 years of microbiome research experience. He received his scientific training at several distinguished institutions, including Johns Hopkins and University of California. So in other in Boston terms, he's wicked smart. So welcome. Thank you for being here.
0: Hey, Randy. Hey, Ed. Uh, Thank you so much for having
2: me. Yeah, this is a super exciting conversation because we rarely speak about skin issues and microbiome and how that relates. So this is a really, we speak a lot about the microbiome, but we never, right. And we never really talk about skin and acne. So the skin does have a microbiome, as does the gut. It looks, well, you tell
0: us, does it look the same? Does it look different? How does it look? Yeah. Um, so, you know, as we get into our discussion, I think your listeners will probably find a lot of commonalities between the skin microbiome and the gut microbiome. You know, it, it looks same in some ways in the sense that they share some traits. Um, and it looks different in other ways in the sense that, you know, if you think of it as ecological terms, right? Uh, if your gut is one kind of rainforest, your skin is another kind of rainforest. The trees look different, right? Um, so different there are different bacteria that are unique to our skin and there are different bacteria that are unique to our gut um for obvious reasons right the skin is flooded with oxygen uh the gut is not uh the skin is a much more uh, sort of dry desiccated environment it's very acidic whereas the gut you know you have food coming in all the time um And, uh, you know, just the numbers of of bacteria are different. The gut has far more bacteria than the skin. Uh, But for example, you know, it's important not to neglect the skin microbiome because uh, there are three times as many bacteria on our skin than there are skin cells. So um, it's not insignificant.
1: So I think the first question is, is the skin the same all over our body?
0: Or are there different zones? Uh, so there are three types of skin microbiome, um, and they map to to three kinds of broad environments on our skin. Uh, they are oily, dry, and wet. So the oily um, microbiome is also known as the sebaceous microbiome, and that is our face, our upper chest, and our upper back. Um, and that is because that's where our skin has a number of sebaceous glands, these glands that, that pump out a lot of oil on our skin. Um, it's, it's very interesting to know that the sebaceous microbiome doesn't actually occur uh, as a separate microbiome until puberty because there are secondary sexual characteristics, one of which is a, a re-characterization of your skin physiology. Your pores get deeper, your sebaceous glands activate, and when that oil starts getting produces, uh, produced on your skin, um, that is food in this relatively scarce, nutrient scarce environment that causes this one type of bacteria and, and a very spe- special type of bacteria to grow. So that's the oily microbiome. That's really what is intimately involved in acne. Uh, most of your body is, is dry skin. So your arms, your legs, your torso. Um, and that has a, a particular kind of microbiome. And then there's a wet microbiome, which is, uh, the creases in your body, right? Your axillae, your armpits your uh, groin region, etc. And there's one subtype of the wet microbiome, which is uh, your feet, which are very unique. Uh, They have higher proportion of fungi because we're wearing socks. They're encased in shoes all the time. And and so it's a very particular microenvironment.
1: So from what you've said, it sounds like the different types of the microbiome on the skin would call for different treatments depending on whether they're oily, wet, or dry. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it depends on the uh, disease you're treating, right? So, for example, that's one reason why you'll never get acne on your knee. Uh, it's because, uh, it has to do with the bacteria that live on the oily microbiome, which is only in on our face and on our upper chest and upper back. And that's why, um, you know, back acne or chest acne all, often responds to the same treatment that, um, you use for your face because it's the same kind. You know, I want to. Maybe inter, introduce like a, a very interesting concept and a very interesting observation that that helps understand what's really going on in the skin. Um, and, and and you know, whoever is listening, whether it's it's they who suffer from acne or their kids who suffer from acne, we all know that acne is sort of a young person's disease, and and now it's going more into young adulthood. But you know, as you get older, acne just kind of slowly disappears, and no one knows why. Well, there was a study done in 2016 um, looking at healthy uh, microbiomes and acne microbiomes on the skin and trying to find systematic differences, right? So uh, can we train ourselves to pick out certain uh, features of the microbiome that lead to health or lead to acne? What they found was the biggest difference and really the only significant difference they could find was healthy people have a ton of these c acne stages on their skin. And people with acne basically don't. So the upshot of that is that, you know, we all have annoying friends who don't take a shower, eat whatever they want, um, never get acne, have clear skin, just wake up looking amazing. And the rest of us are on the straight and narrow, right, watching our diet, putting harsh products on our face and wondering what, you know, what have we done to deserve this? Well, it turns out that those annoying friends of ours probably have phages or bacteriophages, now, phages are, you know, tiny living uh, viruses that infect bacteria. Um, they're ubiquitous. They're all around us. And they're, in fact, the most um, numerous life form on Earth. Uh, so they're in seawater, they're in soil, um, and in fact, billions of phages are on and in our body every day. They pass through pretty harmlessly.
1: If the microbiome wasn't creepy enough, now there's the macro, the bacteriophages too.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and if you've been, you know, consumed over the last three or so years about bad news from viruses, here's a here's a good news story that involves a virus as a hero instead of a villain. Um But, you know, viruses, uh, sorry, phages have two uh, superpowers. The first is that they're nature's best defense against bacteria. Uh, And the second superpower is that they're incredibly specific. So uh, a phage that goes after acne bacteria is not going to kill any of the other bacteria on your skin. That's naturally recalibrating the microbiome and keeping the acne bacteria in check.
2: Is there like a prebiotic or do you add probiotics or postbiotic or anything of that nature maybe we should define that a little bit
0: yeah you know we, we can define sort of all three of those and, and and chat about those um so you know the there's three terms that you need to know prebiotics probiotics and postbiotics right so think of it as a tree right uh, think of a, a bacteria in, in your microbiome as a tree right um, now, let's say the tree bears fruit, and that's why we love having that tree around because it provides us nourishment, um, and and maybe you know uh, you can make something from the the leaves, and and you, there are a few other uh, benefits to that tree. Now, the tree itself is the probiotic; it's a living thing that provides us a benefit, right? So, one thing we can do to encourage the growth of that tree and to encourage you know the the fruit, the seeds from that tree to make more trees is to add fertilizer to keep the soil fertile. Um, and that's what prebiotics are. They are specific nutrients that certain bacteria, certain good bacteria in our microbiome prefer. And that makes them grow much faster at the expense of other bad bacteria or other kind of neutral commensal bacteria. So prebiotics are kind of like, you know, adding manure or compost to the soil to feed this living tree that gives you U of benefit. Of, of course, if you don't have that tree, you need to have that tree. So that's why we consume probiotics right? in a pill form or more preferably in its fermented active form, right? You eat yogurt, you eat kimchi and sauerkraut, etc. cetera. So that, there's the benefit to having that. If you don't have that tree or if you want more of it in your system, you, you know, grow more trees or you consume the probiotics. The postbiotics are basically the fruit of the tree. It's the whole reason why that tree is valuable to you, right? So just like that, Gut bacteria or skin bacteria produce molecules that uh, tamp down our immune system, make our you know skin cells or gut cells feel really healthy, et cetera, et cetera, and, and send a ton of signaling through our system uh, that makes us healthy. Um, so if that is really the end game, you know, there's a, an argument that oh, why don't we just find out what those postbiotics are? They're all small molecules. We put them in a pill and then you just take the pill. So you're, you're just eating the fruit. You're just, you know, making the fruit in a lab and, and eating it. The problem with the postbiotics, though, is we don't know all the you know, small molecules that the, these bacteria make that are good for us. We know a few, and certainly there are more yet to be discovered. And secondly, the the probiotic is a factory that is in the right place at the right time, producing the right amount of the right molecule, right? Um, And it's really, really hard to replicate that by just putting it in a pill. So that is one of the reasons why, you know, postbiotics, it's still really early. And I don't know if you'll ever get it as good as just having a factory that produces the right molecule at the right time.
2: Sure. Being being smarter than nature is not yet
0: our purview. Exactly. And, uh, the more we try, the more we realize how far, how uh, far uh, we fall short. Yes, yeah.
1: Got it. So you, you referenced, you know, watching our diet and putting these harsh chemicals on our skin. What are the things that we do that we don't really think about doing that are really bad for our skin, particularly our face?
0: Um, you know, one thing, so, um, because acne is caused by sea acne, and because sea acne's um, major food source is the oil that our face produces, a lot of people and a lot of solutions actually out there um, are to dry your skin out, right? To remove the sebum, to de- deprive the bacteria from the food that it needs to overgrow. Now, acne is obviously a complex disease. It is affected by, you know, diet and stress and hormones and genetics. But these are all secondary causes that actually influence the, the growth of the bacteria, the prime cause of acne. And, and let me just give you an example, right? So for diet, um, you may have a trigger food. Every For everyone, it's different. For someone, it's spicy food. For some people, it's chocolate. For some people, it's oily food. But whatever it is, what happens is when you consume that food, your body responds by producing more oil on the skin. The oil is food for the bacteria. The bacteria overgrows and causes inflammation, You know, right? So your body is responding to more bacteria of of that particular kind and it says oh wait 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 i need to tap down this bacteria i'm going to produce inflammation that's basically what it is the pimples and zits are just inflammation so um, when you um try to dry out your skin to prevent the bacterial overgrowth you're actually doing your skin a big disservice because the oil is naturally produced by our body for a very good reason It keeps the layers of skin hydrated. It is an important moisture barrier to keep the moisture in. Um, And it keeps your skin cells supple. It prevents fine lines and wrinkles, right? So a lot of people with really severe um, acne medication, when it dries out your skin, you know, at the time, you'll do anything to get rid of your acne. And you don't care, you know, what you throw at your skin. But, you know, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, when you have chronic dryness and you're seeing fine lines and wrinkles appear and you're looking around and you're saying, Oh, wow, my skin looks a lot worse than other people my age. That's when you realize the damage has been done at that, And at that point, it's irreversible. So, um, I would recommend do not dry out your skin. There's a better way. And, um, you know, if, if you're really worried about your acne, try phyla first. Because even if Phyla doesn't work, you know, absolute worst case scenario, which we don't see for, you know, except for a small sliver of our patients, um, you won't have damaged your skin. And then you can go on to something, you know, more harsh if you think that you're up for it.
1: Now, you're the co-founder of Phyla. What does Phyla do in all this? What role is, is Phyla?
0: So Phyla is, is a consumer brand, uh, that's part of our, my startup, Phi Therapeutics. Um, and we are really trying to change the way we treat chronic bacterial diseases. You know, like I said, this is, this includes acne or eczema in, in, you know, skin health. Um, you know, it includes oral health as well as gut health. Um, and so we see acne really as the first application of this technology. Um, the basic you know upshot of how the technology works is it kills the bad bacteria specifically without hurting the good bacteria it recalibrates your microbiome and makes it more balanced and diverse so not only are you dealing with the direct cause which is an overgrowth of the bad bacteria but in balancing your microbiome you're ensuring that you have long term skin health uh your bacteria your microbiome gets more diverse it's able to suppress Um, any returning bad bacteria going back. Um, And over time, you know, that's what a healthy functioning microbiome does uh, on the skin of people who, you know, don't get acne.
1: This literally sounds like a magic pill.
0: Well, is this this
2: a pill? Is this a cream? How's this?
1: Magic treatment. I'll put
0: it that way. Yeah. uh, For acne, you know, we have a topical treatment. So you apply the product on on your skin and it uh, targets the bacteria uh, right on the skin because that's where the action is.
1: So you've developed a way to kill the bad guys, keep the good guys, boost the good guys and make the skin more resilient.
0: Right. And the way we do this is using this amazing organism called bacteriophages or phages. And our mission was to democratize this amazing organism, put it in a bottle so that you can have the benefit of it, even if you were born with it. Um, and that's really a superpower that we've harnessed um, to uh, deliver this, this solution on your skin.
1: This literally sounds so obvious, and I don't understand why we're here and it's taken so long to get here, right? Because this sounds so sort so, of just like, I well, mean, of course.
2: I guess I want to know what kind of results have you seen? Like, can you help those acne teenagers?
1: Asking for a friend. We only have three (laughs) teenagers at this point.
2: (laughs) This is not personal, just just for... I know,
1: right? Well, wait, hold on a second. And also, will it counteract the bad habits that teenagers have?
0: Well, nothing. Okay, we'll come back to that.
1: So so does it work?
0: Yeah. So the short answer is yes. And we know this because we ran a clinical study to evaluate this. Um, And we asked ourselves four basic questions, right? Question one, is this safe? The answer was 100% yes. In fact, phylo is probably the only acne product on the market with zero side effects. Um, there's no drying, there's no redness, there's no irritation, unlike benzoyl peroxide, you know, antibiotics, retinoids, etc. Um, And that's, again, because you're understanding the root cause of acne, just hitting that really specifically um, and not causing any collateral damage. The second question was, we know these phages kill ac- the, the acne bacteria, which is Cutibacterium bacterium acnes or C acnes, on the, in a test tube in the lab really, really well. Our question was, can we see a significant reduction of C acnes on the skin? And we found that there is a statistically significant reduction of C acnes on the skin. Um, and the third question was, okay, we're reducing C acnes, we're targeting the, the bad bacteria, but the million dollar question is, is the, does the acne get better? Uh, and the answer to that was yes as well. So with a p-value of 0.0041, highly statistically significant, we saw that our phage group versus placebo has a statistically significant uh, improvement of uh, acne symptoms. Now the last question we asked was more sort of a long-term question, um, which is what is the impact of phages on actin- on on microbiome diversity? Right, what are they doing? We know that they're suppressing this one bacteria that's present on our skin in a big way, but how is that affecting other bacteria? And what we found was in the phage group versus the placebo. Um, In the placebo group, almost everyone's microbiome diversity was the same or went down. Uh, In the phage group, almost everyone's microbiome diversity went up quite significantly and ended up in a very rich place. Now why is that important? For two reasons. The first is that we know that people with acne have a lower microbiome diversity than healthy people. And it's thought that if we can just boost this diversity, we can actually see a lot of good effects. The second is, you know, all over the world, whether you're in America or Asia or um, Europe or Africa, um, the incidence of acne is about 85 percent of the population. Right. Almost everyone gets it. It's a sort of passage of of, uh, a rite of passage, as it were. Um, But there are some human populations on Earth where acne is either very rare or it just doesn't exist at all. Uh, one such population is the Yanomami tribe in Brazil. They are a uh, sort of a pre-contact, you know, tribal civilization, very remote and, you know, live a, um, um very riparian and uh, hunter-gatherer lifestyle. They do not have acne. Um, there's no history of anyone getting acne there. That their teenagers don't have acne and their incidence of acne is 0% compared to 85%. It's a huge difference, right? And it's it can be explained by the fact that their microbiome diversity is off the charts. So if high microbiome diversity is clearly a marker of long-term skin health, and if phages, even a short-term application, like the eight weeks that our clinical study was conducted in, uh, can show a significant improvement in microbiome diversity and richness, that tells us that you're likely to avoid the you know, endless cycle of relapses that most acne sufferers go through with their medication. Um, and that this is a path to getting clear skin for life.
1: Does it? So, it la- so after your study, did you follow up with people to see what happened with their skin after eight weeks?
0: Unfortunately, we couldn't for a couple of reasons. That that wasn't how the trial was designed, uh, due to you know various constraints. Um, the other reason was that we finished our trial just as COVID was coming down, and so <laughs> there was no possibility of getting people in the clinic or doing follow up visits, even though you know we tried really hard. So is there any comparison between, like, the
2: standard treatment of benzoyl peroxidase or uh, the clindamycin gel or, or metronidazole or whatever?
0: Yeah, that's something that we very much like to do. Um, and, you know, we're considering, you know, how and when we can do that. Um, and, and even to the first question, right, what happens over the long term? We have a lot of questions that we want to answer because fundamentally, this is a you know brand new technology that is really actioning what we knew all along that C. acnes plays a central role in acne pathogenesis and if we get rid of C. acnes without hurting other bacteria we can you know we we have a good chance of actually solving this disease in a much more not just elegant way but in a more complete way right so you don't get relapses this isn't a condition that you're just dragging through for most of your adult life um so we have many questions such as what happens when you use the phages long term? Because they're a living thing. They should embed and engraft and, 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 and be a part of your microbiome. Um, what we've seen is people with acne, you do have to regularly apply this because, you know, it, for some reason, it keeps falling off your skin. Uh, for healthy people, that's not the case. Um, and the second, you know, question that you want to ask similar to that is what happens if you stop using it, right? Like if you use it for six months and you stop using it longitudinally, what is the sort of decay rate of the phage on the skin? What is the, um, you know, can we correlate the presence or absence of the phage on the skin with acne symptoms returning or abating? No,
2: so I haven't done my derm rotation in forever, so I'm going to use baby language, but there's, um, the kind of acne that's the zits form, the white heads and the dark heads, and then there's the cystic form. Does phyla or the bacteriophages distinguish between those? Or is phyla effective more more than one or the other? What's been your experience?
0: Yeah. So um, what we found is that uh, our product and our approach really works for all kinds of acne. And I'm talking about acne vulgaris. You know, there's Fungal acne, which is actually not acne. It's a type of uh, fungal dermatitis. Um, but all acne vulgaris. So this includes mild, moderate, severe. It includes hormonal acne, cystic acne. Uh, it includes chest acne and back acne. Um, and it even includes, you know, uh, the kind of hormonal acne that, uh, pregnant women and, and breastfeeding mothers get. Um, in fact, we're, probably only, but certainly one of the few acne systems out there that are safe for pregnant and breastfeeding uh, mothers, because um, a lot of these products from benzoyl peroxide to obviously antibiotics and and certainly retinoids uh, are not safe for pregnant women and breastfeeding mothers.
1: So I think the question I have and Ed has is where do people find you?
0: Yeah, so we are at phylabiotics.com. The company is Phyla, P-H-Y-L-A. Um, And at phylobiotics.com, we have all of our science, we have our clinical results, and we uh, love to educate people because although, you know, we're the most sophisticated and educated skincare consumers we've ever been, we know what ingredients we want and don't want. Um, we are still in the dark ages when it comes to acne. So we do a lot of myth busting and talking about, you know, what really is the science of acne uh, and you'll find all of that at our website um, you'll also find all of our products at our website phylobiotics.com um, and then we're at, um, you can find us on social as well on twitter and instagram and facebook and tiktok at phylobiotics so um, go there um, learn more about acne if that's what's bothering you and uh, find the best solution for yourself it's amazing.
2: Sweet. I think this I think, is
1: really cool. I think
2: our our teenagers are going to be the experiment that we're going to be using it on. I,
1: you know, test it
2: out.
1: So this is great. Uh, so so first off, thank you for being here. And this, is,
2: this has been very educational. Yeah,
1: this is really cool. So we'll put all of the links in the show notes so people can get to that. And I'll close out the show by saying, uh, Dr. Yogvarma, thank you for being here, and for the listeners, thanks for being here. We'll see you again
2: were you inspired and empowered today
1: don't forget to follow so we can help you keep transforming your health
2: until next time